Hello, welcome to Useful Films Thursday. My name is Chris Rice, and I'm here today uh, with my good friend Gareth Jones. How are you doing, guys? I'm oh, very well, mate. Good to see you. Yeah, thank you, and good to see you. Um, so today, this is the podcast where ordinary people talk about their fil- love of films and music. And today, we are counting down probably my favourite director of all time. We're counting down filmography of Steven Spielberg. 32 films uh, to list. We're not going through them all, you may be pleased to hear. Um, so what Gaz and I are doing are we're going to quickly count down um, the majority of the filmography, may sort of comment about a couple of them, and then concentrate on our top tens. So that's what we're, we're going to do today. As I say, one of my favourite directors, grew up with all of his films. I always make sure I go and see his films whenever a new one comes out. Um, he's got one out in a couple of weeks. His mm. first musical, West Side Story. Um, and I always buy them on DVD, Blu-ray, whatever, um, when they come out to buy. So I've got all these films. Um, I've had to, it's been a bit of a tough one. You always want to, It's one of those guys that you always often know what your bottom ones are. You often know what your <laughs> top ones are. <laughs> it's that middle it's always the mix, Yeah, the middle <laughs> ones is, is always a killer. It's always a killer, yeah. you know, and I'm so, still not exactly like 100% whether I've got those in the right order, but I'm like, no, I'll just leave it now, otherwise I'll be here till my life. And then next time you watch them, you go, I should have had that higher, or that's not as good. And, and funny enough, it's a couple that I've watched recently um, with my son, which probably go, actually, they weren't as bad, or uh, I've got a slightly different opinion of that now, so mm. that's the way it goes. But um, So we're including all 32 films that he's directed. We're not including um, the segment of Twilight Zone, the movie, which was an anthology film um, where they, him and a couple of other directors did a segment. Yeah. We're not including yeah. that. And we're not including Poltergeist, which many people think that he did direct, but it was credited to Toe Pooper. Spielberg wrote the film, um, but there's a little bit of. It feels a very Spielberg film, doesn't it, Gaz Poltergeist? Yes, and as if he did direct it, part of it, I wouldn't be overly surprised. Um, and it's often in. I've got a book of the filmography of Spielberg and Poltergeist is included. Oh, it's but, always in there. It's always in there. But, but you know, the Wikipedia entry says Toe Pooper, so. No, you're right. And you're we, right, as we so. know, all know that Wikipedia never lies, so. If Wikipedia says so, we must we must comply. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the oracle of truth. We all know that, right? Cool. Right. So what we're going to do is I'm going to start and I'm going to quickly run through my 32 to 11 and then we'll concentrate on my 10 and then Gaz will do the same. So cool. number 32, my bottom Spielberg film is 1941. Um, very quickly, this is a strange film, Gaz, because it's in the midst of all of his a lot of his classics yep. and Weird. it's often forgotten about not talked about it's a comedy that's not funny <laughs> it's a complete <laughs> yeah. spy even he you know says that himself even he sweeps um, under the carpet yeah he does it's too long um yeah. anyway it's no, not one of his best 31 i've got always um 30 the terminal um 29 hook which is one of his least favorites and that's mm. one of the films i've watched my son recently and actually i thought yeah. oh, not as bad as i thought it was i remember when we were younger you loved hook did i oh well i've changed my mind over the years on that yeah. one it's, it's, got, it's called growing up mate yeah oh yes <laughs> never 28 <laughs> the, 28 the bfg 
27, the Sugarland Express, which is probably lower because I've only seen it a couple of times. It's not one that I've seen much. 26, which a lot of film reviewers would probably have much higher, and that's Lincoln. I just find it incredibly boring. And even though Daniel Day-Lewis is superb in the role, all the the monologues and stuff, I just find very dull. I have watched it recently just to double check and I find Lincoln a bit boring. It's great cast, great acting. Everything about it, you know he's good, but I just can't get my head around that one. Um, 25, Indiana Jones of the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. First hour I maintain is good. Second, very dodgy. 24, Mm. The Lost World Jurassic Park. And then from now, I would say it's fair off. A lot of these are really good films because I still maintain that even his worst films have good stuff in them. I mean, some of his worst films um, are better than some people's good ones. So um, so 23, I've got Munich. 22, I've got War of the Worlds. 21, a lot of film reviews have this high, but I don't because it's funny enough it just makes me a bit sad i find it a sad film um, ai artificial intelligence mm. 20 i've got the post 19 bridge of spies 18 catch me if you can 17 amistad 16 the color purple which might be a bit low but but anyway mm. 15 is a film that a lot of people love but i've never connected with it as much as some of his others and that's close encounters of the third kind mm. 14, Warhorse. I understand Warhorse is not necessarily his best, but I enjoy it more than Close Encounters. 13, I think, is one of his most underrated films. Christian Bale puts in a magnificent performance as when he was a, when he was a child in Empire of the Sun. Mm. 12, I've got Jewel, which you might have an intake of breath, but actually I think that's got Outrageous. higher. Outrageous. <laughs> I think that's got higher because I watched it recently. Mm. And 11, I've got Ready Player One which I feel is one of his best films in a long time. I think it has that slight issue of the first hour is brilliant. The second hour, for some reason, it gets a bit over-sentimental. I think it might be a bit over-long. Just drags it down a little bit. So that's my 32 to 11. I don't know if there's any surprises in there for you guys, apart from Jewel. Uh, Yeah, Jewel being criminally low. If I'm absolutely honest, no spoilers. But the ones above, <laughs> some of the ones above. Yeah, I, I was quite surprised about how low you are. Catch me if you can. Uh, yes, you actually, you're probably right. But I think it's and that it, middle, yeah. uh, there's that middle, middle section like, where yeah, like we were saying. they're all really good and you struggle, you know, putting colour purple and Amistad I've always really liked. And yeah. Um, but yeah, and maybe I've got Warhorse too high, but I can remember really enjoying it. But I know a lot of mm. people had mixed reviews when it came out. Mm. Um, so mm. yeah, okay. So we're going to hit the top ten now. Yeah. If many of you have listened to my top twenty films of all time, some of these won't be <laughs> a, uh, a surprise. <laughs> but number ten, and now this is, as you well know, pure. A lot of it is nostalgia and sentimental. But number ten, I've got the adventures of tintin the secret of the unicorn so it's wonderful um i was a big as you well know guys you, I think you don't you, need, you don't need to yeah you don't need to convince me i at all. this this was i couldn't believe it when it was announced that peter jackson yeah. and steven spielberg were combining to make a tintin film and you've got yeah. edgar wright joe cornish 
Stephen Moffat doing the screenplay. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's just it's an amazing combination. And I love this film. I think it's better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It always has a Indiana Jones feel more than that last Indiana Jones film. Yeah. It's got a great cast. I think the motion capture works really well for a Tintin film. I think motion capture, in a, if you go through all the films, it's always been a bit dodgy, but this is definitely one of the best looking motion capture films. Mm. And I think because with Tintin, it's a very difficult aesthetic to do. If you have it too looking like the, the books, it's basically an animated film if you have it too caricatured or having real life people doing it it looks like you take the mick a little bit or it may look a bit too silly i think this is a good combination of it i i was a bit unsure of the comp- combining set different tintin books um if you're not a big connoisseur of tintin books as possibly we are if they combine a couple of the different stories to form one story Something that Spielberg allegedly wanted to do when he was talking about doing Harry Potter, which was rejected by J.K. Rowling. But they do that with the Tintin books. And I was a little bit unsure whether it needed it. It still a little bit bugs me, but it does work. And they combine the two books incredibly well. You've got Andy Serkis as a great captain. Had it, you know, the king of the king of motion capture, isn't it? Um, You know, Daniel Craig playing a baddie. And do that really well. So I'm really chewing the scenery, and you can tell it's him and all that. And there's that chase through Morocco, the streets of Morocco is is brilliant. And um, and it's one of those films actually in 3D does look really good. Um, but yeah, so I had to have it in the top ten. Um, and I really and it's one of those films at the cinema when I saw it in the cinema, I really enjoyed it and sort of ah, oh, it might it might go down in the estimation the more I watch it. And it and I don't I just it's one of those things I can not quite believe it exists. It's a tinted film directed by Steven Spielberg with that cast. And I really enjoy it. So that's a, a number ten for me. Um number nine, I've got Minority Report, which um I think is one of Tom Cruise's best films. Um I also love the mixture. It has a little bit of that Blade Runner-esque feel to it, but it's a murder mystery, a science fiction. It's got a bit of weirdness to it. Um, that's sort of the classic man on the run type of um, storyline, but that Spielberg twist to it. Um, I think it's. I've always liked Minority Reports. I think it's a great. I think it's a great film, and I think it's one of his ones that sometimes gets forgotten about. Those sort of early forties ones where he was actually very prolific, and he was releasing very. films quite a lot. And his two his, his two films with Tom Cruise. I, I definitely think this is the best one. Um, I think it's got a good. He's got a good supporting cast with him as well, and it doesn't feel like just a Tom Cruise film. Even though Tom Cruise is by far the main character, he's got these other things going on in it. And I, I've always really enjoyed Minority Report. And I always like a murder mystery, but it's a murder mystery with a twist. So it's like a detective novel, but yeah. it's a little bit, and also a little bit like The Fugitive. It's a very similar sort of mm. plot in terms to The Fugitive. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Minority Report for me is at number number nine. Now, eight, obviously, many people would think this is probably his best film. And in some respects, it, it probably is. And that's uh, Schindler's List is at number eight for me. Now, as I think we, we spoke about in, my, in our top 20 films, <laughs> yeah. Schindler's List isn't a film that you just put on every, every other week for a laugh. 
Um, it's, it's, uh-huh. <laughs> it's definitely a film that everybody should see. And I think it really, for people who don't think Spielberg can be too sentimental, I think need to watch this film because I think it's one of the one of the first films that I had seen, I think, that really showed that brutal harshness of what the war was like. And I think we had Vietnam films that had done that, but I think we'd never, we probably had, but this was one of the first I can feel that really showed that how horrible World War Two was and some of the atrocities that happened in it. Because obviously a lot of the war films that came out just after the war had sort of a sense of bravado, the great escape type of, yeah. almost like an adventure. This obviously concentrated on the Holocaust, one of the most brutal things that's ever happened. Um, and I think this captured it perfectly. That stark black and white photography. Um, you know, you've got Liam Neeson, who I think people forget what a good, serious actor he can be. Um and Rafe finds playing one of the ultimate baddies, and Rafe finds great at playing a baddie when he wants to. I mean, as we all know from other other films he's been in. Yeah. Um, great cast, great film. Not much more to be said by this, but as I say, it's it is probably technically, and everything about it is probably his best film. Um, but is it his most enjoyable? Well, it's not, is it? Because of the no. subject matter. Um, yeah. So. Schindler's List for me is number eight. It is an absolute amazing achievement. Um, number seven, a complete sea change. Um, and and actually, and this is also, I think people also don't give Spielberg enough credit for how eclectic he can be. And I think he's actually, of all the big directors, he's probably the one that dabbles in different genres more than more than most. I mean, if you look through this you. list, yeah. I mean, as I say, it's his first musical, but I think once you get West Side Story, I think he's dabbled in every single type of genre there is. Yeah. Um, he's yeah. done comedy in 1941. Not great, but he's done it. Um, he's done yeah. well, action adventure. He's done war films. He's done romance. Um, horror. He's done science fiction, horror. He's 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 done it all, really. So, And I think so. I sometimes think that we people forget how eclectic his filmography is. Um, yeah. Even... If you compare him with some of the other greats like Scorsese, Tarantino, etc., Scorsese, of course, has done different stuff, but there is a certain type of film that Scorsese tends to make more regularly. Tarantino's yes. the same; they're all fantastic directors. Yeah. But I think Spielberg has slight more, especially from I think Schindler's List. I know he had done a couple beforehand, but I think Schindler's List took that shackles off him a little bit and allowed him to do more different things. Mm. But as I say, complete sea change for me. Number seven, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know many people probably wouldn't have in this top ten, but I think the it just whenever I see this, it just reminds me of Christmas 1987, Christmas Day. <laughs> the BBC had the first showing of this. I'd never seen it before. I hadn't been to the cinema to see this because my brother was too young when it came out, so he didn't go. Yeah. Um, this was the first time I saw it and I thought it was one of the best things I've ever seen. And that minecart chase is so brilliant. That last 45 minutes is is like a roller coaster. It absolutely yeah. Yeah. propels that film. It's such a fast paced film. It just does not stop. And I know Spielberg and Lucas were never 100 percent satisfied with that film. But I tell you, if that's if they 
if Spielberg thinks that's one of his lesser films, then as I say, not many. It's still not, <laughs> it's still brilliant, uh, you know, and uh, um, it's very different from Raiders of the Lost Ark as well, which I, I think is a good thing. Um, so different type of baddies, different situations, a couple of things that did happen in that then for Raiders. I think it's great. Temple of Doom. Um, number six, uh, Saving Private Ryan. Once again, it's a, it's a, it's only what five years after Schindler's List. Mm. How different? How many different aspects of that war there was? I mean, you've got the Holocaust story in Schindler's List, and then you've got the, what the the, the, the beach landings and yeah. that that side of the war, the sort of the army side of the war, and it looks so realistic. The sound, the sound, especially that first 20, 25 minutes of the beach landing is absolutely amazing. And when you saw that for the first time, I'd never seen anything like that film before. Um, Number five is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Um, Perfect pairing with Sean Connery. It's this is this is a funnier comedy than Spielberg's comedy. Um, Oh yeah, nineteen forty one. It's it's brilliant and. uh, it sort of it has a bit more of the feel of Raiders in this, and it has a bit of a lightness possibly than the other two. Something that they tried to recapture in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but never quite failed. They didn't do it. They didn't do it to be honest, did they? No. Um, no. So that's that is my number five. Number four is Jurassic Park, um, and even now the special effects of this stands up amazing and it's once again like temple of doom it's an absolute that last hour is a roller coaster it takes a long while for all the diet of everything to happen a good hour mm. you see the dinosaurs you but when it's all when the park starts going awol then then that's 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 when it really does kick in and that last hour is just once again a relentless it has all an hour of build-up and None of the other Jurassic Park sequels could do that because you're expecting it from the very beginning. Um, So, uh, well, Jurassic World does it a little bit, but Jurassic World is a very similar, almost a remake, I suppose, (laughs) in some respects. But no, I love Jurassic Park and I'm looking forward to seeing Sam Neill, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum back in the new film next summer so we'll see how yeah, that oh, yeah, goes completely yes um it'd be nice having a gang back together i think yeah Hopefully. yeah yeah, yeah. We'll yeah uh number three jaws once again that's always high in most people's list with a good with good reason i mean it's it's it's, it's yeah. it combines horror action um a family drama a drama between three men that have to go out to sea to get this shark um it's amazing, and and the, the use of John Williams' score, you know, this is this is when John Williams became, you know, he could do no wrong. Yeah, in terms of Spielberg, and and um, even though now Spielberg can't use him so often just due to John Williams' age, um, yeah. but you know the, the that that run that he's had with Spielberg yeah. is unbelievable. And it's almost like it, if he doesn't have a John Williams score, it just doesn't feel Spielberg. It doesn't no, it feel doesn't Spielberg, like that. you know. <laughs> That's a good point. Because um, like Ready Player One, he uses Alan Silvestri, who's a very John Williams-esque yeah. type sound. So, um, yeah, it's going to be, obviously it's going to, it's not going to, you're not going to have so many John Williams. I know he's going to, apparently going to do the last Indiana Jones film or the next Indiana Jones film, but mm. I think we know that, Saying that he's in his mid to late eighties, 
I know, I know. It's, it's still going. I think it's, it, obviously there's not going to be quite so many Spielberg films that he'll be doing. So, but I mean, yeah. unbelievable. I don't think there's ever been a director that's. There's always been directors that use people again and again. Yeah. But I don't think there's Space Spielberg's and John Williams worked yeah, together. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, think that, would, that. No, I don't think that that kind of partnership will happen again. No. no. You know, I'd be very surprised. Well, between Jaws and Bridge of Spies, yeah, um, Bridge of Spies wasn't was is the first one that wasn't composed by John Williams. The only other one that wasn't, um, well, Jaws wasn't, uh, but the only no. one that wasn't between Sugarland Express, should I say, and Bridge of Spies was The Colour Purple, yeah. which was done by Quincy Jones. Yeah. Um, but other than that, all his films yeah. are John Williams. Yeah. which is amazing and they use uses Thomas Newman now and he's used Alan Silvestri and he yeah. sort of brings in Williams and a couple of the others now so he sort of mixes them up and that's mainly due to the age of John Williams yeah so. but the people he gets in to replace Williams are composers that grew up worshipping John Williams yeah, they're, yeah. Very, they're still very yeah, John Williams-esque yeah, uh, scores yeah, yeah Silvestri especially yeah well I mean if you look at his work on Back to the Future and the Avengers films it's it's <laughs> yeah. They're very, very, you know, they've got very, a very job yeah. 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 So, um, um, so that's number three, Jaws. Number two, and I watched this recently with my son, and he seemed to like it. And it's the first film I saw in the cinema. And that's ET. This is an amazing film. This is, it's still brilliant. And it's it, the way it's the way it's paced, the atmosphere of it, uh, the, the the child actors. I mean, Henry, uh, Henry Thomas, Drew Barrymore. And I can't remember the other, the older brother's uh, yeah. actor's name, but all three of them were real great, really good together. And that they propel that film. They're the main core of that film, and the mum, obviously, played by Dee Wallace. And it's yeah. you don't see any other adults until E.T.'s no. no. e. sort of be captured, do you? But yeah. before no. that, you don't no. see any other adults. No. No. It's so clever, that film. Mm. Um, it's And the, once again, the score... Is absolutely amazing. It's one of John Williams' best, and he was on such a hot streak in that late seventies, yeah. early eighties. Um, as for Spielberg, um, yeah. yeah. And at number one, I have Raiders of the Lost Ark, which possibly would become so surprised. Um, <laughs> I love the Indiana Jones films. I think this is pure Spielberg, and I think, and this is the film. This and ET were the two films that got me into Steven Spielberg and, and what he can do and the emotions he can he can generate in, in himself and yeah. how, how interested he can make cinema. He's not always a, a director that he has done, but he's not always a director that has to have a film that goes on for three hours. You know, his action films tend to be under two hours. Yeah, they go well, by yeah. quick, zip along, and you just enjoy them. And, um, yeah, for me, Raiders of the Lost Ark is my number one. And um, I think I almost can't believe I managed to get through that list that quickly. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that deserves a little round of applause, mate. Well yeah, done. I know. Well done. I Not know. Bad. I think for, for people bad. that may have thought people that may have thought a couple of our other podcasts were a bit long, then I think this is. Uh... <laughs> I think you've done a, you've done yourself a massive favour because it's, it's going to be like virtually zero editing. Okay. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so. Over to you, Gaz. I mean, obviously, right. like me, we're the same age. We would have grew, grown up with Spielberg films, mm-hmm. exactly the same. So, um, yeah. yeah, kicking off, so, number 32 to 11. All right, num- number 32, I've got 1941. It's crap. 
it's by far and away the worst film Spielberg yeah, made. Yeah, difficult you know, to get I, through as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's very difficult to get through. Um, yeah, uh, number thirty-one, um, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Number thirty, uh, always. Yeah, eh, it's all right. Yeah, it's um, a remake, well, isn't it? It's a remake. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 to be honest, it's a film that I think it came out in eighty-nine. Ghost did much yeah. better six months later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, just, just and Richard Richard Dreyfus and Holly Hunter, I just don't believe there was a couple maybe no. because Richard. Dreyfus no, there's no chemistry there really. Is, I think Richard Dreyfus is probably t- too old for a really yeah yeah. Simple as that. yeah um yeah. yeah it's a strange film for spielberg to do and um yeah mm. i agree yeah it was kind of like a, yeah it was um yeah i can't add any more to yeah. that um 29 the color purple Ooh, I was like, yeah you know surprise you know, yeah. yeah it's i i think i think if i oh sorry my girlfriend's just mouth agape what <laughs> Do you want to join in this conversation? You know, this could be a round table. We can fight this to the death. You know, all less purely subjective. I'd just like to put that in as a caveat. <laughs> she thinks the colour purple should have, she thinks she thinks the colour purple should be higher. Yeah, 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 much higher, apparently. <laughs> uh, number 28, War Horse. I'm going to get the ass kicked here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll put it at number uh, 16, but I thought I'd put it a bit low. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's good. I. I, I wish I could have got to see the theatre production of it because yeah. the stuff that I have seen of the theatre production is unbelievable. Yeah. Absolutely I think, unbelievable. I think staying on the colour purple quickly is that it obviously was Spielberg's probably first real serious Yeah, no, film. Oh, yeah, it was. Since, oh, yeah, completely. Well, actually, since the Sugarland Express, because the Sugarland Express is actually quite serious, but it's his mm. first sort of big serious film. And mm. I think a lot of stuff was... was the, uh, I don't know if the word... Uh, sanitized a little bit from the original book probably yeah. not quite shown as graphically as what the book had it in the book no. but no. but you know it's a great performance from Ruby Goldberg oh she's unbelievable yeah you know uh, renowned after that yeah. for more for, for being more of a comedic comedic. actress yeah um it's a great performance from Whoopi Goldberg so I think I think it's it's a it's a good film and it's probably it's a flawed film I think, um, yeah. And probably is because a little bit because it is his first real serious drama. Yeah. Uh, and probably if he'd made it now, I think he would have probably have come out a bit better. But anyway, sorry. So not completely. Um, where are we? Yeah, uh, number twenty-seven, uh, Amistad. Uh, twenty-six. I got Hook. Yeah. Um, again, when I was younger, I really liked it. It's now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um T five, uh Bridge of Spies. Yeah. Um yeah, it's it is good. It is it is good. I think Bridge of Spies, I've only seen it once. Um I I did quite enjoy it. Yeah. Uh I just think there are films like that that Spielberg's done better. Yeah. Much better. I know what you mean. I, 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 you know, I understand what you're going with that, yeah. Yeah, uh twenty four got the post. Yeah. Um 23, I've got The Lost Worlds, yeah. uh, Jurassic Park 2. Um, it, Lost World for me, so it, what you were talking about with a lot of the films in your list, it was like, you know, the first hour, brilliant. Second hour, not so great. Yeah, the yeah. first hour of Lost World is fantastic. I, I, I watched it recently and I actually did, I, mm. I, I enjoyed it more than I 
thought I was going yeah, to Yeah, yeah, I, I watched it in the last year or so. The actual the bit where the T-Rex goes into the mainland is, is actually yeah. is not that worth it. But the bit yeah. where they're hanging on the side from the from the, yeah. the uh, sort of the motor car. Yeah. Glass is cracking. Yeah, the one best classic spill. Two T Rexes are attacking them. That's yeah. great stuff. That's really good. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, twenty two. I've got Empire of the Sun. Okay. Um, uh, twenty one. I've got Lincoln. Okay. Uh, I, don't mind, I don't mind Lincoln. I, you know, Daniel Day Lewis. That was that oh, kind of mate, hot, that hot streak he was on. But like, there will be blood and stuff like that. It was yeah. 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 No one, no one could touch him really at the time for me. Uh, number twenty, I've got Sugarland Express. Okay. I really like Sugarland Express. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's only low for me because I actually haven't watched it that much, so mm. I don't really yeah. ever remember it that well. But yeah. Mm. Uh, Nineteen, I've got uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kinds. Oh, similar. Not you know, too dissimilar from me, and, actually. And yeah. I, I, again, everyone raves about it. Yeah. I, I, I get it. I get it. I just. <sighs> It, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just never quite. I, maybe because I, I watched it too young and I didn't really kind of get a lot of the kind of themes it was going for. It's I, never clicked. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's something about it. Something about it. Yeah. You know. Um, score um, once again is fantastic, but it's, God, never, it's, never, it's never clicked with me. Um, yeah. Like some of these others, but yeah. Uh, 18 got Saving Private Ryan. Number 17, I have the Terminal. You see, I love the Terminal. That's another one of those forgotten Spielberg films that it kind of gets swept under a bit. I think Tom Hanks is brilliant in it, yeah. absolutely brilliant. I think the only issue mm. with Terminal, I'm, I'm usually for a Spielberg film actually. The no problem with Terminal is a little bit too long. I mm. think it could, you know, it sort of could take off 20 minutes, and I think it'd be much much better film. But yeah, mm. uh, 16, I've got War of the Worlds. Okay. Uh, 15, I've got the BFG. Now you had that really low. I think his his version of the BFG is brilliant. I think it's absolutely brilliant. I it was one of the early films that I took Zach to see in the cinema. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, maybe that's why I like it because that it was it was around about that sort of time where Zach finally started settling down in the cinema. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and connecting with the movie rather than every ten seconds getting up and running around and. Yeah. 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 No, I watched it with I watched it with um, I watched it with Harry actually at the weekend. Um, he picked it out coincidentally, yeah. and I did actually enjoy it more than I had done previously. But um, yeah. Um, number fourteen, I've got AI. Okay. Uh, great. Uh, Thirteen, Minority Report. Okay. Oh yeah. I can really add much more to it than what, what you said. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it is great. It's yeah, one of yeah. the best Tom Cruise performances yeah it's good um yeah. uh number 12 um a bit of a light sunday afternoon film that'll be called schindler's list <laughs> oh okay number 12 yeah yeah uh, schindler's list number 12 and my number 11 just uh bubbling under the top 10 is munich you see i ah. love munich i think munich is a lost classic of a spielberg film. No, i i i do think munich is good and i'm actually yeah. quite surprised you've got saving private ryan that low as well um, yeah i mean you know for, for me with saving private ryan um i'm mean, the whole field it is an incredible it's almost like a work of art um but uh, after those that initial kind of opening scene with yeah. you know landing on the beaches of normandy it's yeah. it's such a 
I don't know, an adrenaline rush mm. of an opening sequence. I don't think the rest of the film is is ever near as good. For me. I get that. I get that. Yes. I get that. No. I think I think the last the last when they're trying to trying to sort of get um, Ryan out and you've got the sort of the attack from the Germans in that does that sort of uh, in the uh, in the town that's been destroyed that is quite a good big finale to it but I do yeah. understand that uh, that first sort of 20-25 minutes is such a intense mm. scene it almost feels mm. like you've got the you've got the finale at the beginning yeah. Mm. but um yeah but yeah, yeah, yeah Munich, just one but for, Munich you're right from, you, you're yeah, right about is, Munich I think, um, I think is, I, I'd is, love to yeah. see Spielberg do more kind of dark almost nasty thrillers you know yeah, he can do it yeah. Yeah, no, no, it blew it is, me away when I when I when yeah, I went to it's, see it. It's you know? a good film, and for people that say that he hasn't made a good film since Saving Private Ryan, because there are people out there who say that, I think well, I think I, I don't think that's right. I think I think no, there's many a good no. film that he's done over the last sort of twenty twenty years. Yeah, oh god, uh, yeah. And as you say, ones you probably are not so aware of, like Munich, like um, Munich, like yeah. even maybe. Minority Report, which was yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, it's very, it's, it's very. I think, I think to like to a casual viewer, I think some people are probably quite surprised that Spielberg did actually direct Munich. If you ask someone yeah. who directed that, you yeah, know, I don't think many people would say Spielberg straight off. It's, it's intense and it's hard hitting, yeah, and, it, and yeah. it really, and it really sort of gets to under the under the under the skin of 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 how it affects these men. These, yeah, you know. Um, who, what are they? Are they terrorists? Are they not? You know, and it really yeah. actually goes under the skin of how it affects yeah. them and what yeah. why they're doing it and all that. So, no, I do think Munich is good. Right then, your big top ten, guys. So my this is going to be 10. interesting. Your ten favourite um, Spielberg films. My ten favourite Spielberg films. Uh, coming at number ten, we have Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Ah, so um, in a top ten like me. Yeah, yeah, this is a rare thing, mate. There's a few similarities in our top yeah, ten. Yeah, I think, I think it's this probably be, the yeah, first yeah. time ever. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it's when I was a kid. The uh, the mine car sequence was. Well, I think I'm sure I've spoken about this on a previous podcast, but it was one of those bits. We all had them. Certain films. We would rewind that scene, yeah. watch it again, yeah. rewind, watch yeah. it again, and that part of the of the tape would always go really fuzzy because yeah. they're the parts you'd watch loads, you know. And always um, watch this bit again and again. Yeah. And even now, and it, when I got it, even now, I recently bought, got for Father's Day this year, I got the 4K box set of him. Nice. And even then, I thought oh, I'll try these out, see what it looks. I went to the mic up, Chase. Yeah, of course it did. Yeah, it all sounded. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, it was great with like Indy getting teamed up with Short Round. I thought that was yeah. really cool. The you know yeah. he's yeah. brilliant in it. Um, the way they play with each other, um, some genuine like comedic moments in that film. But also it's it's so dark. I mean, it gave me yeah. I used to have nightmares yeah, when I was I a kid. You know, before, yeah, because it was always um, Raiders the one that I found more scary. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Oh, I never had a problem with melting Nazis. That no. would be, I didn't have an issue with that. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I never had, obviously didn't have a problem with child slavery at the time. Yeah, exactly right. That's fine. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but obviously you don't you don't always look look at the sort of the darkness of it. But it is a dark mm. film. Yeah, it's a dark film, especially that you know the second half. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I know a lot of people have issues with um, 
the uh, character of Willie Scott, Kate Capshaw's character, but I've never really mm. had. I, I, I think mm. she's supposed to be playing it like that. Yeah. Damsel in distress, like from a yeah. Bogart forties film, um, mm. and actually there's quite a good, a lot of um, that sort of repartee between Indy and her cam yeah. is quite funny at times. So mm-hmm. um, she she used to annoy want... me when I was younger, yes. but now now I'm like, yeah, she's great. Yeah. Um, and would you want a, a, a character like that in every Indiana Jones film? No, not really. No, but no. in that, it does work. And she, and I do think she changes as the film gets through. I do think she does get stronger. She's not like a good comparison. She's not like a Tiffany case in Diamonds Are Forever. Mm. Is, is pretty useless throughout it. Yeah, she yeah. she actually isn't. She's more depth than that. She's out of her depth. That's the thing. Yeah. She's in a. She's going through something that she never would have dreamed she would have gone through. And that's why she's reacting like that. Mm. Um, you know, Indy is supposed to be a seasoned pro at getting into these <laughs> adventures. So I do think that people do give her a little bit of that character, a bit of unnecessary flack. Um, yes, you may, it may be the stereotypical female role, but I don't no, think it's yeah. as bad as some people make out. But, no, no, uh, no, certainly not. But I mean, the special effects of that minecart case are amazing because it's using all different types of effects as it goes through. It's using models, it's using real size, it's using sort of the at the time state of the art optical effects. It's it's doing everything and it's Mm. and it's edited so quickly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, now that we'll be used to this fast paced editing, it still looks really good. Yeah. Still looks really good. Mm. Um, So yeah, number ten, Indiana Jones. Uh, number nine, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> My number one, um, your number nine. Yeah, um, could really add much more to what you said earlier. It's you know the birth of a legend. Yeah. You know, as, as Harrison Ford said, like after Star Wars, it was like, right, you know, let's get to work. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, you know, he started, you know, on a new hope as being a carpenter who went and did an audition, got the role and uh, made Empire. One of his character killed off, went off and made Raiders. By the time he'd come back with Jedi, he was a legit superstar. Yeah, yeah. The most famous of all of them, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, you know, and, always, and, always, and, always, and always has been one of the, yeah. one of the genuine movie stars we've had. Yeah, this. an absolute movie star. You know, this is kind of really where it. I don't know if you could say it kind of started. I mean, you know, it's always obviously already kind of massive as a result of playing Han Solo, but it's because um, he had another hit away from Star Wars. Yeah, like, that's the thing. That's yeah, that's what I was looking for. Um, you know, where like Mark Hamill had that was that film Corvette Summer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Harrison Harrison Ford had Raiders of the Lost Ark, yeah. and then he made you know, Blade Runner the year after that. Which he did make Blade Runner, which wasn't a big hit at the time. No, no, it was a foster, obviously wasn't it, yeah. gained a cult status. Yeah, well. so that so. that that helped, and then yeah. obviously follows up Temple of Doom, Temple of Jedi, Temple of Doom with Witness when he gets an Oscar nomination. So yeah. he got he builds on that, and I've always liked Harrison Ford. It's good, great. Yeah, really. Well, when I was younger, like Raiders of Lost Ark was my least favorite um, out of the three. Yeah, um, it would always be the one I watched the least. But as I got older. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Just a rollicking yeah. old fashions, like Saturday matinee. Yeah. Cereal. Yeah. Um, just wonderful adventure, pure, pure eye candy. And it yeah, still yeah. looks brilliant. Yeah. 
I, I'm um, always like, even now, I love anything that has like hidden passageways and temples <laughs> and yeah. traps yeah. and anything like yeah. that. I'm an yeah. absolute I'm a sucker for. I absolutely love any of that. And Indiana See, Jones was, was the one that probably started all that off for me. So you say you say that, but I know you're not a good. I'm not, you're not a big fan of the Goonies. So you say like I, traps and hidden passages and all that, but you're not a massive Goonies fan, are you? I, I like the Goonies. I just think it's slightly overrated. But I do like the film. I do like the film. <laughs> that's a podcast. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, we'll have to save that for another podcast, I think. But um, young Sherlock Holmes does a similar thing with the yeah. with that, and I've always yes, loved that. He certainly does. Uh, yeah. no, that is very true. Even a couple of the Harry Potters is a bit where they have the hidden yeah, passageways yeah. under the That's under true. the castle and all yeah. that type of thing. So, mm. um, yeah, I mean, uh, you can't. It's a, it's a, it's an amazing film, Raiders, and mm. um, it's deserved top ten, and it's always mm. going to be where Spielberg's mm. best. Um, and you know, Tom Selleck was Indiana Jones until I know it's, it's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. And you can't, you can't imagine. I mean, you know, and Harrison Ford, there he is at the moment filming the fifth one, which has been delayed till 2023 for some reason. Oh. But um, in, middle of, in the middle of um, filming it, and he's going to be 80, 81 when it's released. Amazing. He was virtually be the age of when Raiders came out. You see the pictures of him, though filming yeah. there's loads of pictures going around of him filming yeah. and yeah. he looks amazing he yeah, looks it's amazing. unbelievable yeah. um here's a question for you just to go off so obviously once this fifth indiana jones film's released um in about just over 18 months time do you think it will be recast then because obviously that's going to be that has to be harrison ford's last <laughs> indiana jones film unless something amazing <laughs> I, ho- I hope not. I hope not. I think it's just leave it. Just let it, let it go. But unfortunately, the, the era we live in, with soft yeah. reboots, hard hard reboots, fan service, and all this kind of stuff, I I think they probably would, would want to. Yeah. It's a hell of a cash cow. But I don't think the fans would accept anyone playing Indiana Jones mm. unless it was Harrison Ford. The only other way they could go around it was to do like a young Indiana Jones, but obviously that's already been done thirty yeah. years ago. Yeah, which wasn't actually that good as it did the TV. No, show. it wasn't it great. Wasn't no, it great. wasn't great. You know, it would have been great if they, if they, you know, Ruth the Phoenix, God bless him. You know, um, if they had done maybe like a young Indiana Jones film to yeah. go alongside uh, on the side of um, Last Crusade, for example, because yeah. you know that those first 10, 15 minutes of Last Crusade. He's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, playing a, a playing a young Harrison Ford. Yeah. yeah. Phrase. Um, but I, I don't think the fans would accept that. I think that would be. But fans accepted Sean Connery leaving. <sighs> James well, Bond. Different era. My my thought is biggest with the James is not necessarily a continuing story. And I know there's obviously the themes no. up in Crystal Skull from Raiders, but I think yeah. what you could do is you could have. For example, a Chris Pat Pratt type lead man, um, yeah. and set the films of the 1940s, um, you, where you, could you haven't had an Indiana Jones film, or the early 1930s. So it doesn't have to be young Indiana Jones. It could be not quite so young. Indiana Jones. You know, we have the, we could have Indiana Jones of the years that we haven't had because yeah. uh, Temple of Doom is set in 35, Raiders 36, Last Crusade 38. 
Mm. I think um, Crystal Skull's 57, I think. Yeah. And this yeah. new one's going to be 69. Yeah. So we've got quite a big gap of different times that you could have. Mm. So you could recast Indiana Jones, just a completely new adventure. It doesn't have, It's not like a continuing story. It's a bit not like, yeah. like, like the pre-Daniel Craig, James Bond films. You know, they, <laughs> yeah. they, they weren't a continuing story. So you could do it. Um, I think they will do it. <laughs> of course, yeah, of course it was. Yeah, um, of course it was. I th- I there's, think much, there's too much money involved. <laughs> it does. I think it does depend on how successful this next Indiana Jones film. Yeah. I think that's that's Love the it. crux. That's going to be the crux. If it doesn't do that great, I think that will be probably it. If it does very well, they'll either quickly greenlit one and get Harrison <laughs> Ford or more. Yeah. I don't, you know, don't discount that. Don't discount that. No, you can't, you can't. That's the thing. You can't now. You if, he's, can't. If, if he's if he's still fit and agile and good, yeah. you know, do it. But I would probably think they'll recast it. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, right. So that was your. That was my number nine. Uh, number eight, we have E.T. Oh, E.T. Um. So all, yeah. actually, your top ten is more or less the same as mine at the moment, but still jumbled round. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What, yeah, one of the first films uh, I remember seeing on telly. I didn't go see it at the cinema. Um, I, I did on the re-release, um, and it still annoys me that he took the guns out. But yeah. Um, but the they've stopped doing that now, though. The special edition version on the all oh, the really? Blu-rays now have is the original. Is the original be. version that special edition was like in the cinema and then was released on DVD and now yeah. Blu-ray, the 4K, it's all the original version. So yeah, that, wasn't that a thing? Uh, like when DVDs obviously first started coming out the late nineties, that it took ET ages to come out on DVD, didn't it? I'm sure it did. It did. It did a lot Quite of things. A lot. Yeah. Not some of those big films did. E.T. was one. Star Wars was one. It take, mm. took them a, a while to release them. And uh, except I just wonder why. why. Just get why? on with it. Why? Um, yeah, exactly right. Phantom Menace was actually one of the first sort of big releases that wasn't released on DVD. So, yeah, crazy, isn't it? Because I can remember that was one of the last VHSs we bought. Yeah. Star Wars, the Phantom yeah. Menace. Um, yeah. And that's literally because you couldn't get it on DVD. It was released on DVD like two years later or something. So uh, anyway, ET. So you saw it on yeah. telly. Yes, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I remember seeing it. I, I think it was Christmas or 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 like someone had a copy or something like that. I saw yeah. it. I was, I was young, and yeah, I I adored it. I had a little ET toy. I remember. Yeah. It had a little thing on the back where you could press, and his like neck would come out. Oh, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, probably worth an absolute mint now. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I remember um, my my mum rented it out for us on video, yeah. and it because it took about six or seven years for it actually to come out to rent on video. Mm. Came out in '82 in the cinema, and uh, I think it came out in like '88 or something on wow. video. And I can remember renting it. So then obviously there was such a big gap. Six years is a long time when you were mm. young. Mm. Um, so you, it was almost like seeing the film again. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the first time, and I can remember thinking it was brilliant. Um, yeah, was... so it's, it's 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 timeless mm. story, and it's the great thing about Spielberg films, especially like the, when he does films like E.T. and stuff, they can be discovered 
and passed on to the following generation because yeah. everyone will get something out of it. Yeah. The best Spielberg films, I think, have like absolute kind of universal themes yeah. that, you know, cross all barriers, yeah. you know, age, religion, whatever, yeah. you know. Um, and it's probably the ultimate example of a family film. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's that like adventure and it's got that yeah. family and it's got that drama to it as well yeah. with her yeah. being the single parent and her dad, yeah. you know and all that yeah. um yeah. as i said as i said earlier the kid all he always gets spielberg is very good with child actors he's brilliant with, and he has I an amazing think, knack for getting the right people and i don't think there's many if you think about a lot of his films has a child in them a lot of his yeah. films have kids in them and yeah. there's many times when He's had a bad child. I can't even really think of one where he's had someone no, that hasn't no, that good no, in it. Um, no. He always gets performances out of child, child actors. And DT is the real sort of example of how good he can do that. So, uh, yeah. so number eight, um, that was number eight, ET. That was number eight. Number seven is uh, Jaws. Ah, Jaws. Is- his neighbor's jaws. He kills me. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> Simply one of, the other one of those uh, films that could do could, could we could have done without all the sequels, but the uh, uh, yeah yeah I don't I don't I don't I don't mind Jaws two. Um, no. Jaws three is hilarious, and Jaws four is just is is worth watching just for just for just, just for Michael Caine. Just so. Michael Caine. Michael Kane yeah, just thinking of his thinking of the paycheck or the house that's yeah, behind, as he says. That, yeah, it's that wonderful quote. So he never saw the film, um, but he saw that house that it bought him, and it's lovely. So fair play. Um, yeah, it's you know when you sort of delve a bit deeper into that film and the nightmare it was to make it to make you know the the fact they even got a film at the end of it to begin with is unbelievable and the, the fact that that film is one of the ultimate thrillers yeah i think um is and it, made the, and it makes it a sharp more frightening because they yeah. couldn't use it yeah because they because you can't see it the, you yeah. know the definition to me of like a, a great a great horror film you know regardless of you know what you think of horror films da, da, da. Yeah. I think you know the, the great horror films like Jaws like Halloween yeah the original Halloween you barely see yeah the killer you know it's what you don't see the yeah, yeah. It's, you know your mind fills in the blanks yeah and I yeah. think it that's so hard to do but when it's done right it's yeah there's nothing like it it's and, a film that and it, took me a long while to like um just due to oh, the okay. nightmares yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. I think yeah. I was quite. I think I was. I think I saw it when I was youngish, but then I then didn't see it again because oh, right. I didn't see all of it because it just scared me. So I was a bit older when I next saw it. Then I thought, why have I not watched this again? Yeah. Brilliant. Um, but it's the it's one of the hardest core PG films. <laughs> yeah. Right. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure I I would have seen Jaws three before Jaws. Right. <laughs> um yeah i didn't see jaws till i don't know i would have been i don't know 12 13 i think maybe yeah, yeah. um I, I think i'd seen the majority of the sequels before i saw the original which is uh 
unbelievable really but it's yeah it's it, it's faultless and um I, I do actually quite fancy seeing that theatre production that's in uh, that's on in London and is it called oh, the Sharks Broken or something like that? All right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but and apparently I know, I know some people that are massive Jaws fans. They've been to see it. I said it's yeah, it's it's unbelievable. So, um, yeah, Jaws. Yeah. Uh, so number six, mm-hmm. we have the Adventures of Tintip. I was going to. Now, I was. I was worried that you weren't going to put Tintin into your top ten, but you haven't just put it in your top ten. You oh, put it higher it's, than some. It's very firmly young. entrenched <laughs> in the top ten, my friends. You put it higher than many um, of his uh, more celebrated works. And like as as you know, you know we both grew up with an absolute love of Tintin. Yeah. And years ago, I had this book. Um, it was about like the history of of the books and yeah. the, the the original cartoon at the time yeah. and stuff like that and and there was a bit in one of the last chapters that Spielberg was a huge Tintin fan and he was in talks with Hergé before Hergé died about the possibility of making a Tintin film and then Hergé obviously passed away in what was eighty two or something like that um, and Spielberg was that much of a fan that he was just like no I can't do it. Yeah. If Herge is not because yeah. he wanted Herge's he wanted Herge's input into the film, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he wanted Herge's input and his and his you know and his blessing and wanted him to be yeah. involved in all this. Um you know, fast forward to I don't know when I first heard of this being a thing, what, two thousand nine, something like that, two thousand eight, reading an Empire or something. Um the Spielberg's been making a Tintin film. Okay, great. Um, and then obviously I heard Peter Jackson was on board as well, unbelievable. And it was going to be a, it was going to be a trilogy of films and they were going to start with secret unicorn and da da da. Yeah. And then I was initially very worried about the whole motion capture. Yeah. You know, cause it, in my mind, it was going to be, you know, a normal kind of film, you know, and they yeah. were going to get, a, you know, a teenage actor or whatever to play, um, Tintin and stuff like this. And also, if you've um, seen the Polar Express and Beowulf yeah, stuff, it, yeah. it's not saying that they're terrible films. It's just no, they're not at all. But it it hadn't quite the technology quite. hadn't quite reached where you know yeah. you wanted it you know, as it yeah. is now. You know, with like you know motion capture, for example, the way that they did like Egon Spengler and the new Ghostbusters, yeah, yeah, yeah. for example. You know, um, but yeah. I was initially a bit, like you said, a bit concerned that they were kind of taking bits from a few different books and putting them yeah. all together. But I was like, look, I have absolute faith that Spielberg is not going to cock this up. Yeah. And That's- my goodness, he didn't. It's so, it's a, like I was saying about Indy, it's got, got massive Indiana Jones kind of similarities Definitely. for me, as, yeah. as you said as well. It's a rollicking, old-fashioned popcorn adventure. And Spielberg does that just better than anyone else i think yeah. you know when spielberg is on song or wants to make a proper old-fashioned adventure story no one comes close yeah. to spielberg and i think it's such a shame that it didn't do better than it did because i think if it had we would have had probably the trilogy done now i yeah. think i think there's two things that have scuppered the second one by one um 
was the box office. But I think the main one was Peter Jackson doing The Hobbit. And yeah. because yeah. Guillermo del Toro was supposed to do The Hobbit. So therefore, yeah. that was then given Peter Jackson. He would have overseen The Hobbit as producer, but then he would have been able to go off and do yeah. I do generally think, though, that if it had been an absolute box office smash home run, that it would have happened. Yeah, yeah. I do yeah. generally um, think that. I, do I never think thought that it, Jackson I never, would have done both. You I know, never I thought it was that. going to be though, um, because in the US it just isn't it isn't well known enough. And um, it did well in Europe. It did well in Europe. It did really well in Europe. And there's a couple of other countries that Tintin was. I think it does well in India. Tintin was very popular yeah, in India. But yeah, um, yeah. but the Seven Crystal Balls was looking like to be the next one, and yeah. that is probably though that two part. Obviously, I'm talking to people that probably have got no idea what we're talking about now, Gav. <laughs> so one of the teaser books, The yeah. Seven Crystal Balls, which deals with curses at an Inca temple. And it's a two-part book. So it's Seven Crystal Balls, Prisons of the Sun. And I think there's enough in those two books. They're probably two of the most cinematic Tintin books of them all. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And yeah. I think that would have made an app, potentially, if they, they could have kept quite close to the books for those two. And mm. I don't think you would have needed to add anything extra to it. And I no. think you would have no. I think you would have made a cracking film. And Peter Jackson who could sometimes tap into that horror element which some of the Seven Crystal Balls has. Yeah, I think been I think it would have been really interesting. Yeah, now was... when he was promoting his World War One documentary, which came out twenty seventeen, is it that yeah. the one they shall not grow old? Yeah. He did still say somebody asked him the question about the Tintin film and he said that's still on his list to do. Yeah. Now obviously he went he, 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 Yeah, but he says that, but then he went off and did the Beatles thing for three well, years. So <laughs> being a massive Beatles yeah. fan, then I'm quite pleased they've got that as well. <laughs> well yeah, of course. So, so, you know, I don't, yeah. But, uh, no, no, it's true. So, but you know, I, I I think it, I think I, it's, I, I, it's ten years. It's actually yeah, so that's, that's the thing. Yeah. It came it came out in October twenty um, twenty eleven. So we've, it's just over exactly ten years yeah, since we years. had it. I think it would, so, if it would have had, if it was going to happen, it would have happened by now. Yeah, you know, I think that so. you know, you know, like for example, excuse me, a third Tron film. I'd love yeah. to see a third Tron film, but I think it would have happened by now. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. It's, it's a shame. But, but I'm, yeah, I'm really that, pleased you got it that high, I guess, because I was worried. I was worried. I think I don't think you'll put it in his top ten. I don't. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it was always going to be in my top ten. And like you were saying earlier, when, when a lot of people say that Spielberg hasn't done a great film this century, uh, I, I would completely wholeheartedly disagree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, having Munich at number eleven for me and. Yeah what is yet to come in my list yeah, so yeah. yeah number six was yeah the adventures of tintin uh number five ready player one. Oh, as you were just saying another uh yeah another another uh, great it, it, and it almost played my top 10 it just couldn't because there was, yeah, it was too i absolutely adored this film it was by far and away my film of that year and mm. then some nothing came close and what i was saying is kind of going to be repeating myself in regards to what i just said about tintin but just a wonderful wonderful feast for the eyes popcorn uh, movie and yeah. um, you know i kind of disagree with you i love the second hour i love the second yeah. half of ready player one but yeah, yeah that that first hour when you first see him put the goggles on 
and he yeah. goes into the world. It's it's just like, oh my yeah. god! Yeah. And then it, even now, I mean, I've, I must have watched Ready Player One a good twenty times at yeah. least, uh, and I still see things oh, in the background. Oh my goodness! It's, it's almost ridiculous. too much going on. Yeah, I, I love stuff like that because it warrants repeat viewings. Yeah, yeah. Um, and oh, just. Yeah, the, the first time when you see him get into the uh, into the DeLorean and stuff, it's just like, yeah, it's it's a great book. I'd read the book years yeah. ago. Um, it just there's only one guy that could make that film, and it yeah. was Spielberg. And yeah. I think he did a superb job. Yeah. I love the kind of jukebox soundtrack it has as yeah, well. It's a great soundtrack. Um, yeah, it's it's just so much fun. Yeah. It's it's just uh, yeah. Uh, actually, it, I've over the it, last. It could 20, have been It could have been higher in my list. It really could have been higher. Over uh, the last yeah. twenty years, Tintin and Ready Player One are the most yeah. fun Spielberg we've had. Yeah, oh, by far, yeah. In this century, they're definitely yeah. the most fun Spielberg we've had. Because yeah. even these sort of block blockbuster type films, like Minority Report, like War of the Worlds, are, are yeah. much darker than probably what he would have. Much darker Spielberg still, mm. aren't they? Mm. But. Completely. Tintin and Ready Player One are those exceptions there, and BFG in some respects as well. Yeah. But they they've got they're the ones that have got the perhaps yeah. more the lightness of possibly of 80s Spielberg, um, yeah. than than some of his other blockbusters he's done this century. But yeah. Yeah. no, I agree. With I, I just I, I just think that last hour just slightly drags it down slightly. Um, but it's. It's, I'm, I'm nitpicking because he's done yeah. so many great films, and I I know it had mixed reviews this film, but I that mm. that bit with the first, as you say, the first hour and, and trying to pick out some of the things that are all there, yeah. and, and in some respects you go, I recognise that from something, but I can't quite put because there's so yeah. many yeah, pop yeah. culture things, even stuff yeah. that we weren't either interested in or aware of so much in the UK. Yeah. Um, there's in that in there as well. And sometimes I think, what's that from, and all that. And yeah. no, it's, it's 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 great. And I understand why you got it in there. And to be honest, that film has got Gareth Jones written all over it. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a proper bit of me. It really it's all of a sudden And now, what type of film will Gareth Jones want? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just 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 machine gunning pop culture references at you. They're <laughs> just they're getting fired into my eyes. It's just, yeah. <laughs> It was an absolute adrenaline rush the first time I saw it in the cinema. And I think if, if we did this, if we did this list again, I reckon in five years, ten years, it probably it probably would go up higher. I do genuinely think that. I think it's a genuine classic movie. Um, I wonder if your mates, it's been mumblings, but I'm not sure. Oh, the sequel. I wonder if Spielberg yeah. will make it. Yeah. I'd like him to. I'd love yeah. him to. Um, it seems one of those things that he might produce and get someone else to direct. Yeah, get somebody. Yeah, Judge Abrams. There you go. Done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. It's so, it's so easy just grabbing names out of the sky. Yeah, you do it. Go on. <laughs> go and do it. I'll see you in two years. Was this, uh, really. So, yeah, uh, number five, Ready Player One. Uh, cool. so uh, number four, uh, Jurassic Park. Ah, of course. Welcome awesome. to Jurassic Park. For some reason I thought we'd had it, but once again, no, actually, no. you're right. You're right, guys. This is actually much because yeah. I haven't had it done before as well. I, yeah. I this is our list is much more similar than I thought it was going. Yeah, to. yeah I know it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's perfect mid nineties popcorn movie. It yeah. was the movie that shows how far special effects have come. Yeah. Um, obviously it was the film that convinced George Lucas for better or for worse to uh, make the Phantom Menace. So thanks, thank you, Stephen, <laughs> for that. Um, well, I think I think it also I think it wasn't just Lucas though. I think it got people yeah. a little bit, a lot of filmmakers over reliant oh, yeah. on CGI in the late nineties, yeah. early noughties. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think it, Jurassic Park it still stands up. The special effects still look really good in it, even yeah. now. It's because there aren't. It's not a bombardment of CGI. You know, it's used sparingly. And, just a, dinosaur. and the it's way just you dinosaur. don't for the first hour you really don't you barely see any of the dinosaurs yeah. uh, the whole bit from where the cars break down outside the t-rex pen for till virtually the end of the film yeah yeah it's 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 an adrenaline rush and it's and spielberg just does that better than anyone else he knows when yeah. to push the buttons at the right time inject a little bit of humor every now and again with a, like a wise crack like you know with like jeff goldblum's lines and stuff like that and, um so where you know where laura Dern's in that bit and and there's the hands and, yeah. and, it's, it's, yeah. cool, and it's just and it's literally just a severed hands it's another budget pg though isn't it yeah my god i mean i, I remember the funeral when this came out yeah in the cinema where everyone was like, it, no, it needs to be a 12. My kids are p- passed out. My kids are having yeah. nightmares and all this. It's like, well, you know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's faultless. And the bar was set so high that no other Jurassic Park film has come anywhere close to it. Um, I think Jurassic World. As good as, as, good as Jurassic World was, Jurassic mm. World is great, but, um, We've spoken off air about um, that. I, I personally have don't have an issue with the whole kind of fan service culture that we seem yeah. to have in a lot of blockbusters now. Um, but yeah, Jurassic Worlds is essentially Jurassic Park and all, but name yeah. really. Yeah. Um, it's it's, it's going to be it's, it's going to be interesting. Jurassic, again, Jurassic band. World is Jurassic Park, which is obviously what the, the film is about, as if the park was up and running. Yeah. So it's no, exactly. exactly the same thing happens. It's just that the park is more moved on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The original yeah, film. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, it's, it's going to be interesting seeing. It's going to be interesting when they get the band all back together yeah. next summer yeah. and see yeah. what it's like with Laura yeah. Dern and Sam Neill and stuff. Because yeah. obviously, obviously, they brought Sam Neill back before for the third one, which is it was very good. Yeah, let's be absolutely no, honest yeah. about it. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Of course, I'll you know take my money. Of course, I'm going to see it. <laughs> You know, there's me going to hire my seats. Of course, I'm going to go and see it. <laughs> of course, I am. I think I'm an idiot. Um, What's quite so, yeah. good about it, though, is, is is that this is finally when they've got... The problem is with Jurassic Park, The Lost World, and obviously it was only following the book. Um, yeah. Is that yeah it's, a good book. it's a good book, Lost World. But, but it hasn't got the three main characters as the central no, lot. And, no, and really, that's what you want me to see again. You had Jeff Goldblum and you had Julianne Moore and Vince Vaughn and... Yeah. But, it, but it, it hasn't got the three of them together whereas this one will have the three of them together as well will. as as well as the the original the characters for this new mm. sort of three so it will it, make it it'll probably be quite i foresee this being quite an epic long film with a lot yeah, of things going so. on in it i think so I think um so. 
I mean, that's, uh, that's something else that Spielberg's incredible at. With like, even with the, like his effects laden blockbusters, like Jurassic Park, like um, where are we? Uh, War of the Worlds, like AI, yeah. like mine, especially Minority Report. There's still a, a massive human element to these yeah, films. Yeah. And, and yeah. He's, he's, so, he's so good at getting that balance just right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no one, no one else can do that. No one else can do it. No one comes close. You know. He hasn't always all. been. I mean, he, he does. He has a bit more. Funny enough, in more of his later years with Tom Hanks and Tom Cruise and all that. Yeah. He never actually used big stars that often. He no. often used big. No. Um, I mean, the reason why Jurassic Park is so good is because Samuel, Jeff Goldblum is probably the most recognisable out of those. Yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, and obviously Harrison Ford had been done Star Wars, but up to probably when he started working with Tom Hanks, he never really often used massive stars no. all the time. No. Um, so um, he, he, he picks and chooses the right actors for the parts that he wants and often that as you say that gives the human element to his films mm, mm, um mm. right number three number three um indiana jones and the last crusade aka the best indiana jones film <laughs> you know what I, I i don't i don't begrudge that i think it's an amazing film and for, for many long I, for many years that's what this was my favorite indiana jones film i think yeah. it's it's, yeah. there's it's, so it's much scary. action in this, and it's it's so funny as well. Um, um, and that that yeah. that um, duo of Ford and Connery is amazing. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, and it still makes me laugh. I, mean, I, I watched it; it was on telly a few months ago, and I still get so much out of it. Yeah, it's sitting here, sort of you know, giggling and laughing yeah. to myself, going, "Oh yeah, it comes, it comes the yeah. tank bit, yeah. you know, it comes the bike chase and stuff." You know. Um, it's, it's just crazy thinking about the amount of big films that came out the summer of 89. Yeah. You know, Bat- Batman, Last Crusade, License to Kill. Uh, yeah. What else is there? Le- Lethal Weapon. Two. Two, two. Two, I think, or three. Yeah, well, two. 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 Um, yeah, it was... It, 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 and it's just... For me, it's the most complete Indiana Jones film. Yeah. We'll start, obviously, Temple of Doom and Raiders were both in my top ten at um, yeah. ten number nine. I think there are parts in it where it's just it does take its foot off the gas a little yeah. bit. I think the Last Crusade, just from the first second, I think it's it's great. It's you know the baddies are brilliant. I think the end sequence, um, you chose wisely. Yeah. That whole bit, I think, is it's so so well done. That only the penitent moment shall pass and all that is, yeah. Uh, and seeing Sean Connery and Harrison Ford just yeah. being naturally yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Why they, you know, obviously Harrison Ford's never won an Oscar for his acting. Well, yeah. Has he been nominated? He must have been nominated. Witness. He was nominated for Witness. Witness, yeah. Of all the films, Witness. Mm. I mean, it's a good film, but. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. and obviously Sean Connery, he won Best Sport and Actor for The Untouchables. Yes, he did. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but it's, I think it's just criminal that the two of the greatest actors in my lifetime, you know, haven't been kind of got more, I guess, awards. But pff, I don't, it doesn't you know, matter. It doesn't matter. Just, yeah, I know. It, I know it doesn't matter. But it's just, it's just kind of surprising. Yeah. Um, but. 
to see it's them also together. A, it's also a shame that they didn't make another Indiana Jones film in the 90s. Yeah, it was. It was. You, could have had, you could have had these two... Because Sean Connery made so many bad films towards the end before he oh, retired. Uh, I mean, what, you know, what was it? Leave Extraordinary Journey was so bad. That, that's made him retire because it was so, Avengers, so bad. Avengers, the Avengers, the sixties Avengers. Yeah. There was that one with Catherine Zeta Jones in Trapment. Was it called Trapment? Trapment was all right. It was that Jewel but, Thief. But yeah. I mean, it's such a shame they couldn't squeeze it in the night. I know. I know. And with both in it, because they probably would have both been in it. There you go. But no, it's a great film, and it's. I can, I can, you know, a lot of people do cite that as their favourite Indiana Jones film, and yeah, you can't begrudge yeah. that as you, you know. No, because no. I think it's, it's also because it was. I remember going to see it at the cinema and being yeah. so excited. Yeah, um, I, 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 I yeah. thought it was amazing when I saw it. I thought it was amazing, and I can remember when it came out on video. I was so excited as yeah, yeah, saving up my pocket money to get to yeah. buy Last Crusade on video. Um, yeah. Well, I still think it's amazing. It's it's. Yeah. It was number five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly right. <laughs> um, so so uh, yet another yet another match in our top ten. Yeah, very close, very close. Uh, so number two. Yeah. Catch me if you can. Oh yeah, I love this film. I love Catch Me If You Can. I adore. You had that incredibly low. I, I had to buy lip when you said <laughs> what um yeah i had it I 18 think, i had it 18. i think i think it's dicaprio's best performance in any of the the amazing films that he's done yeah uh, i i adore uh, uh, tom hanks is brilliant in it yeah. as the like detective that just like yeah it is it's a classic caper movie yeah. um again based and john on williams book. Has, and john williams has got this sort of jazzy score in it which actually yeah yeah. Some of Tintin has as well. It's got this yes. little, sort of like a little yeah. jazzy, a jazzy score yeah. to it. And yeah. um, I, I love the opening credits. The animation, yeah. the opening credits is brilliantly done. Um, it's yeah, I, I love those kind of films where you're kind of rooting for well, the baddie, I guess, almost. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, the way he gets out of some of the situations. Yeah. Um, the little like nods to like James Bond and it is really funny. It's yeah. a it's a generally yeah. funny funny film. Yeah. Uh, the ending's uh, kind of heartbreaking, you know, when he yeah. breaks out and he, he obviously finds you know his mum. Yeah. Christopher Walker Christopher Walker's amazing in it. Yeah. yeah. I think um, and when he finds that he, you know Christopher his dad died and then his yeah. mum remarried and all this and uh, um yeah it's it's. A wonderful way to spend a Saturday afternoon, and I, I love all the stuff set in the sixties. I think it looks yeah. brilliant. The colours yeah. are so lush and yeah. vibrant. Um, yeah, it's it's, for me, it's, for me, it's a, like the perfect caper movie. He balances that sort of lightness and the seriousness of it quite yeah, well. It's not really too well. serious. It's not no. too light, and as you say, it's very no. vibrant. So it's not and. Yeah. Like you are rooting for DiCaprio's character, yeah. but you also yeah. Tom Hanks being Tom Hanks. Yeah. You're also rooting for him as well. It's not yeah, like one are. of those. You're not like one of those characters you sometimes get in those films where you want the baddie to win, and and then yeah. and because because the good technically the goodie is not that very nice, mm. but Tom Hanks is, mm. and yeah. as well. So it's a very good match between the two of them. Yeah. 
yeah. cat and mouse, but Tom Hanks is he's quite sort of sympathetic to him. Yeah. As oh, well, yes. you know, and all yeah. that type yeah. of thing. So, mm-hmm. and because Tom Hanks is always so good at playing those type yeah. those type yeah. of roles, yeah. um, and that's obviously yeah. why Spielberg uses him so often these days as well. Mm-hmm. Bridges Spies, The Coast, etc. So, it's um. I can understand where you got it there. I mean, yes, it probably, but as I said, from from a certain number upwards, I think um, it's Spielberg's catalogue is so strong. Yeah, it is. Um, that yeah. you, everybody, you can quite there is it's a core set of films which we've both got in our top ten, mainly because they're good. Two probably a bit of nostalgia element to them, a lot of them that we've got in there but there are there are a few like catch me if you can like uh, minority report munich that yeah. you can flit around some people's call oh, yeah particularly like that um lincoln like you said oh i don't mind lincoln i've always found it incredibly boring but i know yeah. a lot of critics love it so you've got oh, gotcha. you've got a real mixture of stuff i mean I, I saw the trailer to west side story this this weekend yeah and yeah this is the second time he's done a remake. The first time was Always, but obviously Always yeah. was a well-known remake. West Side Story, this is a, a big remake, because West Side Story yeah. is a classic film. There's no, yeah. um, you know, whether you like musicals or not, West Side Story is one of the, arguably one of the best musical films of all time. Yeah. So putting a modern spin on it will be interesting. But, I've, but Spielberg's never really done a musical before. Hook was supposed to be a musical. Um, they had, oh, well, songs written, had songs written for it, and the actual some of the numbers were filmed. Wow! But he, that's what, and that's, and he didn't like them, so he took them out and refigured it. So it wasn't musical. It's just one song that remains. The girl sings when she's. Yeah. Um. So, and and Hook, when when Mark Kermode interviewed him once, Mark Kermode asked him, "What's the film that you don't like of yours?" And he. Spielberg did say hook. Mm, so um, it'll be interesting to see what West Side Story's like. What I'm trying to say is that he's got so many different types of films. Something like Catch Me You Can, Caper, can quite comfortably sit in someone's top ten because it yeah. is a, a great film to watch. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, st- I still get something out of it every yeah, time it's I watch it now. I have, funny enough, Catch Me If You Can was one of the ones I haven't watched that long ago and I really enjoyed it. And you're probably yeah. right. The problem is that middle section so many good films and it's very close and um so number one i know what Uh, this is number one yeah (laughs) we'll come to uh surprise of no one um one of the greatest films ever made um it was steven spielberg's um his first uh film to be released theatrically yeah after being fleshed out from a tv movie uh there's a little film uh starring dennis weaver and it's called duel yeah yeah uh, which I watched uh, very recently because I got it on Blu-ray, and yeah. I, I uh, I've always liked this film. It's, it's great, as yeah. I said. I didn't mind number twelve, but there's just so yeah. many other ones there. <laughs> as well. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can understand. I can understand. This is almost like the beginning of Spielberg, isn't it? This one. Yeah. It's got all yeah. the elements that would come later. Is yeah. in this. It's a proto. It's like a proto Jaws almost. Yeah, it is. It is, and that sort of relentless roller coaster that many of his other films had is yeah. is evident in this film and um, sort of yeah. like the ordinary man having to do something to extraordinary to keep things, alive. yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the classic so, no. spill for blocks were there 
from day yeah. one. Do you know yeah. what I mean? All yeah. the things that you associate with Spielberg's brand of filmmaking, yeah. they're literally all there from that first movie. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. You know, and, and to think that, you know, this could have just languished away as, I think it was like an ABC movie of the week. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, it was such a big success on, on the telly that he went back and filmed an extra, like, 15, 20 minutes yeah, to flesh it out. Yeah, yeah. That's what's interesting. It actually had been released and shown when they yeah, yeah. it theatrically. They went went back and filmed some extra scenes to make. Yeah, it, yeah. Like, I think it was long. like the scene where he's where he's in like the the laundrette and he's having that chat with his wife. That was yeah. an extra scene that extra was filmed. Scene. And uh, mm. the bit with the the school bus that was an extra scene. Right. The bit of the level crossing. I think that was yeah. an extra scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, amazing. And yeah. the unknown sort of. Yeah, also it's the unknown that's chasing you as well. Yeah, yeah. Who, what, there's the yeah, fact you don't, you know, you, no, reason, you d- no reason why. And the fact you don't see them, that makes it even more menacing. Yeah. Like yeah. we were saying earlier, it's what you don't see that scares yeah. you. All you see is his arm, you see his cowboy boot. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great film. So you've yeah. got Jewel at number one, and I have Raids of the Lost Ark, but there's no denying that some of the films on this this list yeah. are amazing. And yeah. I mean, is he the best director of all time? I mean, many will dispute that. It's a big decision. It's a big debate, and it all depends on what what's your type of film. Yeah. That I mean, it's, you know, my, my head says Tarantino, but my heart says Spielberg. I think. Yeah. Um, I think I, I think just due to the, the due to the sheer number of films, he's still so prolific. Yeah. It's incredible. incredible. It's incredible. Uh, and I mean, I don't think he goes more than four years without a film. I think this is a quite. Mm. So we've got one. I mean, this would have been West Side Story would have been released last year. So it's a little bit, yeah. it had been delayed a year. So I think Ready Player One came out in 2018, I think. So uh, yes, 2018. About a three-year gap. Uh, I think the longest he's ever had is four years. Um, and then sometimes then he then rattles off a few really quickly. So, I mean, obviously as he's getting older, this, it might slow down a bit, but it doesn't seem to be much. I think his, his next film is going to be this autobiographical film of his life growing up. So, yeah. Yeah. um you know, he does an eclectic bunch of films. And, uh, yeah, Spielberg. All right, then. So that's me and Gaz once again. Gone through another list um, on the Music and Film Saves the World podcast. Um, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with, fingers crossed, all being well, our top five Christmas tunes. We've got a Christmas special coming up uh, to round the year off um, for you at Christmas. So we'll be going through our top five Christmas songs. So um, from me and Gaz, Gaz, thank you once again for joining me. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, never a chore, mate. Adios. <laughs> and don't forget to catch Gareth's uh, Track One Side One podcast, which is available now. As is this Music and Film Saves the World podcast. I'm Chris Rice. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.